Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, everyone. This is Sharon Swing, and I am here with my friends, Joan Kelly and Sybil Towner. Please say hi, Joan. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, that's Sybil Towner there on the back end. And we're um, going to bring a topic to you today that's actually out of a prayer that was written by Thomas Merton um, in a book called Thoughts in Solitude. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And um, But we're going to start with Joan just reading the quote for us. Okay, let's do it. A prayer. My Lord God... I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I am following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may not, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Mm. Sybil, how did you start reflecting on that particular prayer? um, That is a prayer that um, Thomas Merton could write because um, he grew up with his um, parents dying when he was very young, and there was a trust put uh, that somebody took care of him, but he lived much of his early life very much alone. And uh, so if you look at it from somebody who really was an orphan, you can just feel that sense of being alone. And it wasn't until he was in his uh, late college years that a discovery, and it was a Anyway, it's an interesting story. He's on a train, and he gets off um, in New York. He was at Columbia. And he sees this um, book about metaphysics in a bookstore and is attracted to it. And he can't get enough of it and finds himself then in a church. He's a total atheist. I mean, this is a huge uh, turnaround. And anyway, I, I just look at that, and here's a man who lived with such physical, personal uncertainty in his early life. But when you think about us, because we're the ones who are the receivers of it, this is something that um, can come to somebody in their um, in their early teens, sort of a flash of, I really want my life to count for God. I really have a desire to serve Him. And then it comes forward again in sort of the uh, 20s, but where intimacy is developing, what can I give my life for? Not a job, but something that has meaning. That's what you're looking for underneath here. What do you think? Does that resonating with you? Mm-hmm. 
but you just look for something that has meaning. But then in the work we're doing with Listen to My Life, this is where we find people in their mid-30s on up. The, the aspect of certainty of what they thought they were going to do is often not as satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's the spouse who was going to be everything they thought, and they find out he's or she is really quite human and uh, <laughs> uh, and can't supply everything or the job that was to supply everything or the children that were to be the full meaning. I mean, whatever, or the house. I mean, whatever it is. And so there's this longing that creates. And for me, this felt like an incredibly honest prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. I love... The, my Lord, I have no idea where I am going. I mean, one thing that's consistent that I've learned from listening to people's story is I don't think anybody's life has turned out how they thought it would. You're right. That's pretty <laughs> certain. Yeah. You know, and, and, but there's a whole lot of anger and angst over the fact that it hasn't turned out the way they thought it would. And I've had my own angst at times over the, the surprises that have come my way that haven't been in the plan. And here there's this, you know, like you said, an orphan saying, my Lord, I have no idea where I'm going. This is probably someone who lacked guidance from an from older from oh. parents, from mentors, and 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 all that that would be more normal in a healthy family yes. system, right? And but yet, this is a widespread human condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you get to the place where you think you know what you're doing, because I mean, even even in our society now, kids are growing up, and we say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And and you know, somehow or another, that whatever it is that that those kids say, then we help them set it up as the plan, and make all kinds of. Things you know important in terms of what kind of grades you need or what kind of SAT scores you need or, or whatever else yes. because you want to set your kid up to be able to to live out those dreams. But there's there's a piece of us that maybe realize that it didn't work out for us, but we're almost then transferring our our hope that their life will pl- turn out as we planned <laughs> as well so so we're so we always have this plan going for somebody and right. uh, i think we put it on one of the earlier map god loves you and i have a plan for your mm-hmm. life that's what i often say to somebody if i have an idea for them and uh, oh, and, oh, no, and tongue in the, cheek the, the quote is off of one of the tracks yes. is god loves you and has a plan for your life but what is actually the truth is God loves you and I have a plan for your life. That's Everybody right. else has a plan y- yes. for my life. But we don't let people sit, I mean, particularly our kids, I think, in that uncertainty place. We just kind of push them right into the next thing, you know, and we need to let them sit sometimes. Yeah. We let ourselves sit. Yes. So to be able to be uncertain and to say, this is actually a true and fertile place. Yes, and that it's normal, and one of the one a huge life skill is to be able to navigate uncertainty, and somehow, um, if we only feel safe when we're certain, um, we're going to have a lot of angst. But oh, yeah. to realize that uncertainty is a normal part 
of the mix. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the things in Scripture is that don't be so presumptuous as to say, I'm going to go here next week and there next week and this next week. You do not know even where you will fully be today, much less to say where you will be tomorrow. So uh, one of the phrases that I don't think it's in the Scripture, but that people have said, yes, I will show up today as the Lord wills. Just a reminder that I don't, I'm not the control center for my life. I have choices to make, but uh, I live with a healthy degree of uncertainty. Yeah, this is, this is actually, he's starting this prayer off as a confession. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I am following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. Yeah, but then, then just the, you know, he gets now to the heartbeat, and it's because of, I think, of being honest. Mm-hmm. But what I do, um, what I believe that desire to please you does, in fact, please you. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So he's having an actual conversation this mm-hmm. is, we, we see this in this sort of odd prayer that this is a man of faith. Mm-hmm. But as you said when we started, Sybil, this really, it all boils down to desire. Yeah. You uh, know, what is his desire and how does it line up with God's desire? But he had to work through that kind of confessional piece of just being honest. And so now that desire has really room. There is something absolutely well, electric and beautiful about that. And really in our world um, that um, the people who are listening to this podcast, just go through your day, whether it's on your phone, whether it's driving down whatever your main um, thoroughfare is and looking at the billboards, look at the people who are trying to capture you and your desire and make their desire your desire. Mm. The distraction is incredible visually, I think, today, more than in the past or in a magazine or newspaper. Right. I know the, the highway that you drove here on, and there is a stretch of that highway where there is probably a billboard every 100 yards for miles and miles and miles telling you what you should want. Mm-hmm. And and because we are built with desire, and we are actually built as lovers, really built as lovers, that um, uh, there's a statement by, um, uh, I think it's James K. Smith, and he says, you are what you love. And love and desire are intimately connected. So you see that here is a man who has a desire to love God, and there is in the aspect of the world wanting to pull you away from being a lover of God. That's what we're built for. And and here he just basically is saying, God, I want what you want. Yes. And that I... I, I confess my cluelessness. You already know it. I'm ju- I'm I'm very aware of it in this moment as well, Lord. And um, please, it says I hope that my that 
It says, uh, and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. Basically, he's saying to please you, Lord. Yeah. I mean, so just think of yourself saying this to another person. Um, that you're journeying with, you know, my, uh, uh, this is, I mean, that, that to me is, I don't, there's a beauty and an honesty that is in it. And then there is an affirmation. This is someone who has a relationship with God. He says, I know that you will lead me by the right way even though I may be lost and in the shadow of death. So what you said at the beginning, your, our lives don't, um, don't tend to turn out the way we thought they might or the way somebody else said they ought to turn out or the way the culture said they ought to turn out. But lost in the shadow of death, I will not fear. Mm-hmm. So that is his call. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about what is he to do, fear not. Mm-hmm. For you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this, this piece here that says, Therefore, I trust you always, though it may not I may not seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, that therefore I will trust you. It's this... Lord, my desire is to please you, and I'm going to trust you. If those two things are true, it's almost like, Lord, assume the best of me, and I will assume the best of you. Yeah. And what else could we want in a relationship, in a marriage, in a friendship? <laughs> it's like, assume yes. the best of me, and I will assume the best of you. I will assume I can trust. And what I hear in there is a surrendering, right? Yes. Just a surrendering of all, <clears throat> just like the hymn, right? I, I surrender all, and, and he's like, I'm going to choose to trust. Yeah, and that is our choice every day. Mm-hmm. It is a daily choice. And probably choice. Um, more than... Um, right, and I'm going to acknowledge your presence, and you tell me not to fear, I'm not going to fear. And that's his prayer. It's just beautifully honest. Yeah. In, in the last line, you know, after he says, therefore, I will trust you always, though it may seem, I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, all the way into the scariness of death. And then the last line of the prayer is, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. And that's like an exposition of the word trust, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstances are telling me, I trust that you are with me and you will not leave me alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's full trust. And he is really the person who the writers that we're reading today um, who are writing in this kind of a genre, he has had the greatest influence mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on them. It's pretty amazing. And he really lived as pretty much a um, hermit um, in, uh, at Gethsemane in uh, Kentucky. But here, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Never is a pretty important word. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a doubling down on the trust. Yeah, it's... Yes. Uh, and... and 
And it's an assumption that there will be good days and hard days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may not be be a known quantity. I'm very uncertain. My circumstances are uncertain, but God, you're not. So yeah. this reminds me of someone who has uh, trafficked and uh, and worked with the Psalms of David. Mm. So I, I just think of Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy security. Mm-hmm. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Yeah. Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we are uncertain. Our stories are often uncertain, but he is not. He is this consistent, faithful, true, good God. And here we are, someone who has now is a part of the cloud of witnesses. We have him quoted in our materials. He is quoted and written and um, still is out living his life. I don't understand exactly how that works, but I just think authentic lives continue on in the lives of others. And here he is really impacting something of what we're thinking about and what we're hoping to grow in that dipping into our desire to say, Lord, my desire is to please you, and I think that that pleases you. And I wonder what you who are listening, I wonder what you're thinking and feeling at this moment as well. Mm, So good. So we're going to end this podcast on that note, and I'm going to say that uh, we'll do a meditation using this prayer. And uh, we have this thing on Patreon. It's for, um, you know, like patrons uh, of the arts that that help support an artistic work. Um, On Patreon, the website, um, there is a way to support the work of the of the podcast of One Life Maps. And as a thank you, every week we put out a new audio devotional, something where you can just get comfortable, close your eyes, and listen to um, great audio meditation. Sometimes it's just a prayer like this being read for you in a way that is helpful for you to enter into it a different way than just you reading it or writing it again, or or whatever, just to hear someone else's voice it, it being spoken over you, to be slow, you know, slowly entering into these things. So, um, if you become a patron at the level of five dollars a month or more, we we are just so grateful for your support of this podcast, and also we just we love being able to thank you with these things. And um, from what we understand and hear, they've been a good blessing. Um, to the people who have engaged in them. And you'll get access to all of them that we've done um, when you subscribe. And then all the ones in the future, you just get an email for. So that's how that works. So um, once again, this particular uh, prayer is used uh, in the following forward map of Listen to My Life. It's one of the pieces that we quote. That's map number eight in the Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story um, uh, portfolio. And this particular quote comes from the book Thoughts in Solitude, and we'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. So any concluding uh, statements or thoughts as we sign off, Joan? 
I, I think just sitting with this prayer and thinking about how does it really connect to your story might be just a really good next step. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, thanks, my friends, for having another awesome conversation. I love these conversations, and I hope that all of you listening in have enjoyed them as well. Um, Love to have you sitting around the table with us sometime, too. And uh, please send us your uh, comments or questions, and let uh, let us be able to interact with you in some various different ways. Many blessings, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.